Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. I'm not telling you what day it is because I'm not sure what time I will put this episode out. Um, it's a pretty crazy time in America, as I'm sure you are all aware. Uh, 2020 was nuts. 2021 is not off to a great start. And, um, you know, I've been doing this podcast and it's been such a blessing to talk to so many different people and also to vent a little bit, let things, uh, get off my mind, put, you know, things off my chest. Uh, talking to Bill Barnes weekly has been great. He and I agree on a lot of things, disagree on some, uh, but I just, I don't know. Right now, I'm not sure when I'll put this out. This might be a Friday episode. I think it's relevant. So I might put it out sooner than later. But I just, there's a few things I want to say. I'm recording this January 7th. Uh, it was a pretty big event that occurred January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. The uh, overtaking of the Capitol building, I'll say. And to me, there's a whole lot more to this than meets the eye. The first thing I want to say is that I completely denounce the people that, you know, took over the Capitol, stormed it, the mob, as the media calls it. Um, there was thousands of uh, protesters out in the streets uh, in support of President Trump. And then there was people that, you know, stormed the Capitol. And I think it was completely unnecessary. I shouldn't say unnecessary. There needs to be a better word. Um, it was something that was completely wrong. It was wrong. I mean, if we're going to be simple about it, it, it was wrong. And what angers me about it is that those acts provided ammunition to so many people. All summer, we saw countless riots. And it was all mostly, mostly peaceful, was what we were told constantly by the media. And that narrative changed the second that so-called Trump supporters in red hats, waving American flags, uh, stormed the Capitol. And uh, I'm kind of at a loss for words because someone told me, you know, yesterday, they were like, I can't believe what I was seeing. And I'm kind of done saying that after 2020. Nothing really surprises me anymore. As soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I said, okay, here we go. This is the media will say that the uh, the radical right wing has tried to overthrow the government. The radical Trump supporters. You know, I don't know what those people were. If they're Trump supporters, it appears they were Trump supporters. But they don't speak for the 70 million people who voted for Donald Trump. Say that right now. 80 million, whatever it was. And, and, and their actions did so much disservice to the supporters of the president 
and it gave all the haters of the president the ammunition they needed to see to to say see these people are insane we told you this would happen blah 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 and so i want to say over and over again that what happened was wrong you look at a bunch of idiots storming the capitol and i said this years ago when president obama was in office and someone jumped the white house fence it made news i don't know what happened but i was not a president obama fan but what i said was if you jump the white house fence without hesitation you should be shot on sight you should be mowed down because that's an attack you don't you don't jump in a wall to say hello and the message needs to be sent. Okay, I am shocked more people weren't killed yesterday. I, I'm shocked. Uh, I, I think the police, they were showing all this restraint by not just opening fire on people. Because you don't storm a government building like that. You don't storm the Capitol without anticipating that you're going to be dealt with. Uh, there was a woman who died. And then the reports are there's a few more people who died. That doesn't surprise me. Do I feel sympathy that someone died? Of course, anytime someone dies. Usually when someone dies, I feel sympathy. But like people are surprised that that happened. I'm like, why would you be surprised? You stormed the Capitol building. I'm shocked there were hundreds of people who were killed. And of course, the media runs with this stuff, guys. You cannot give ammunition to the media. I heard constant. Well, if if uh, you know it was mostly white people protests or storming, so if it was the other way, you know they would have been shot if they weren't white. I saw that. I I saw that. Uh, you know, I didn't see any most the quotes mostly peaceful protests anymore. That that went out the window. The media just ran with this. All you did was give ammunition to the left and the media. That's all you did. Were they trying to overthrow the government? No, they weren't. They're a bunch of idiots uh, storming the Capitol who wanted to sit in Nancy Pelosi's chair and wave a flag. That's all they were doing. Are they stupid? Yes. They shouldn't have done it. Do they deserve to get shot? Probably. Probably. All our senators and our, and our congressmen and, and the vice presidents there what do you want them to do? I, I think that would be completely justified, in my opinion. You don't know what those people are doing. You've got to assume if you breach the Capitol that you want to do harm. Now, they, they didn't do any harm or they, you know, they took some things and this and that. You want to call it looting? Sure. Because one thing I want to talk about in regards to this is consistency. I have been consistent as well as some others have been consistent for a while in saying, Rioting, looting is wrong. Protest all you want, but this lack of control and this careless, you know, lack of concern for safety and this destructive nature that we've seen the past few months, I've been consistent in calling it out and, and continuing to call it out today and what we saw at the Capitol. Wrong, unacceptable. Ridiculous, all of the above. What really bothers me is that I see a lack of consistency 
in criticizing. Now, all of a sudden, it's people who are destroying things are criminals. And uh, this is completely ridiculous. Wait, 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 why are we not calling? I want consistency. I'm going to say once again, I thought what happened to the Capitol was, was wrong and indefensible. Yet we're not seeing the, the same level of criticism that we saw for many months. People bullying people in restaurants saying, raise your fist and declare, uh, you know, this phrase, Antifa, just mobbing the streets, the looting, the, the, the theft, the destruction. That wasn't called out on, called out. Joe Biden was very quick to speak out against what happened yesterday, but he hid and didn't have comments for many months about the other stuff. I'm not trying to be that little kid that says, that is getting scolded and says, well, yeah, but over there, but he did it. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to be very consistent and say wrong is wrong and wrong is wrong. Not wrong is okay. I want to be consistent. Yet I'm not seeing that from the media. And and again, I'm not surprised by it because they're not consistent. They lie. They lie. They they they're gonna loop all this this video and all this evidence to say, look at he was trying to overthrow the country, Trump and his supporters. No, no, that's not true. Trump Trump had his little rally. He said what he had to say. Did it encourage people to overtake the government and go storm the Capitol? I don't believe so. Like he told people to go to the Capitol, you know, protest outside. I, I don't know all the details, so I can't really give uh opinions on on exactly that but uh the people who again i'll say it again because some people will hear this and they'll be like oh you're just a trump trump voter and no no no. what happened was disgraceful what happened was disgraceful and i hope they are able to make some arrests and identify some people and um deal with them accordingly uh I've heard all kinds of theories already. It's only been a day and there's been pictures of, well, this guy, this, this, uh, rioter was at another riot months ago, dressed a little differently. I've seen some photos. I don't know how much there is to that. All I know is, uh, the people that stormed the Capitol and wanted to overthrow the government, uh, if they were really trying to do that, they would have probably been a lot more violent. I'm not excusing what happened. But it was almost like they just wanted to make a bunch of noise. And I, I applaud the security teams for eventually restoring order. I, I just don't know what uh, what took so long. There's like a lack of I, – I am all in favor. All this, all this talk about police violence and use of force and everything. If people are stupid, deal with them. Send a message. Sorry. Stupid actions get stupid prizes or whatever the saying is. It's un- it's unbelievable that this is the problem. And what happened to defund the police and all that? Wasn't it the police that eventually came in and helped all the you know security and this and that? Well, weren't they the ones that eventually restored order? And to the people again who stormed the, amb- the embassy, who who stormed the Capitol, I thought most of you were supposed to be you know back the blue, so, you know support support the police. What happened to that? So again, I'm going to be very consistent here. I'm not going to be inconsistent and say, well, yeah, but, yeah, but, 
okay, I'm I'm furious at what happened. I'm furious about the coverage. That that's that's another big thing. The media is going to run with this and just say, look how radical Trump's and his supporters were. They've wanted this. They've been itching for this for a long time, which, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's some suspicion there. There is some suspicion like, oh, this is interesting. The timing of this and, and all that. Um, but what what's crazy to me is that some people are like, well, this was an overthrow of the government. This was a lot different than, than burning down a few businesses in Minnesota. Well, it's not really that different. They're both wrong. Yet all of a sudden, I'll say it, especially the Democrats are like, this violence, this political violence is, is completely ridiculous and upsetting. And uh, yeah, it, it is. And it has been for many months. Yet countless Democrats have said, when you see, uh, yeah, I don't know, a Trump supporter out in the public, or, or you, see, you see people who... Uh, you know, the administration, you see them out, you, you cause dis, disruption, you no, violent, I don't know if they say violence or not, but a lot of people have encouraged the destruction and you go, Oh man, Trump said the same thing. He Well, that's, that's to be debated. I just, I cannot stand hypocrisy and inconsistency. It is, it is something, two words that I will carry with me all the time. And yeah, what I, I saw it on the news I saw it, you know, I was like, oh, well, here we go. Not one time did I think, yeah, they're going to take a senator hostage and execute them or anything like that. Okay. But the, but for as far as law enforcement, the, the Capitol police and everything, I mean, they should have taken those steps. I'm curious. To, here's what I'm curious to hear is if people who are critical of what happened yesterday, which I would say most of us are. The, the same people that were not critical of the violence we saw in the streets, you know, attacking of police, this and that. I'm wondering if they have the same opinion as I do as far as I wish the, the if the police had started shooting people who were trying to, you know, break into the Capitol. Uh, I wonder if they have that opinion. I, I'm just I'm very curious. Again, consistency. Uh there's a saying in umpiring, officiating, you miss a call or, or someone would disagree with your call and they would say, come on, you're better than that. And I'd like to say some people are better than that, better than what happened yesterday, but, but I'm not really sure anymore. Does what happened at the Capitol speak for all 70 million Trump supporters? No, it doesn't. And one of the hardest things I think in sports is like watching your team lose, like when you know they're going to lose. Watch, you know, the, you know those final min- minutes as the clock's ticking down, or in baseball as you're running out of outs, you know the game's going to end. And and whether you were cheated or not in a game, it's still an L. It's still a loss. You can you can complain for years after about a, a blown pass interference call. Bottom line is you still lost the game. So right, wrong, or indifferent, this is a tough loss for Republicans and conservatives who think there's a little fishy here on the uh, on the voting process. Yeah, I, I agree. But it didn't work out. You can be mad about it. I think it'll fuel some people in other ways. 
I'm not saying it should fuel you into storming the Capitol building. That's pretty ridiculous. But I do think we are at uh, this breaking point in America. And I love the people who are like, well, we need a president in there who's just going to say magic words and bring us all together. I don't see that happening. I, I don't see that happening. You know, Obama was was like, everyone wanted to say, oh, he was this great uh, uniter. Trump is this divider. Well, it has a lot to do with the media coverage of it. The media, the perception from the media has a lot to do. And and I'll tell you this, the media is, it has a lot of, you want to talk about responsibility. The media has a lot of responsibility for what happened at the Capitol. I'll say it right now. They have a lot of responsibility for their coverage and their constant calling out of people. I'm not excuse again, I'm not excusing any of the behavior. I'll say it one more time because I have to. What happened at the Capitol was wrong. But the media tries to constantly drive this narrative. And I'm so tired of it. And one thing I'm very tired of and, and I wanted to kind of express is that uh, social media for me, as well as you know, regular media, but the social media, I'm at a breaking point with it. I never thought I'd step away. I've tried to step away many times. I'm like, I don't need Facebook. I don't need, you know, this Twitter. I'm new to that, but I was like, I don't need this. And I'm so tempted right now to just delete everything. And, and I've thought about this before. And I was just like, no, I just won't go on that often. But there isn't this, this addiction to social media that we all have, young and old. Uh, Clay Travis on his Outkick the Coverage radio show, he, he was talking about this and how we have become so addicted to social media and our phones and how our opinions can instantly go out there and we can disagree and a lot of us are brave uh, online, on our phones and calling people out and calling causes out. And, and yeah, we, I think we've all been guilty to some point, to some extent. But I'm at a breaking point with social media. I'm kind of like, you know what? Because one of my big dreams, right, is to like live in a small town, just a small town uh, where I can go to work and go home, maybe a couple restaurants or whatever. And uh, if you want to go somewhere and do something, you can just get on the road. And But, but that's where I'm kind of at, like with social media, like I'm ready to unplug. I'm ready to unplug from it all. Now it's tough because I have the podcast and I want to promote the show. I want... We, we still continue to have listeners. There's at least 40, 50 of you that listen to all these episodes. So I want to keep putting them out. And I don't know how many people follow on social media, follow the Facebook page or the Twitter handle. And I don't know how many there actually are. Maybe there's followers, but how often do they look at it, you know, or would they listen more if there was not social media or whatever? So I don't know. I'm just ready to unplug. I'm ready to be in that small town mindset where I have my job. I have my podcast that I listen to all day, which is, I, I've said that before. That's what I do all day while I'm at work. While I have podcasts in my ear all day, like 10 hours, 10, 12 hours. And I feel more informed. I feel like I have more ideas uh, that come to my head based off of the conversations and the topics that I hear. A lot of them are sports related and that's always a great escape. That's been my one big argument with all these politics and sports is that you're not able to escape anymore. 
I want to know how the Rams are doing or what their upcoming playoff game. I don't want to see them. I don't want to hear reasons why they're taking a knee for the national anthem. I don't want to hear. I, I, I want to see if they can score, score some points and I can cheer them on that. Like that's my biggest argument with sports and, and the politics that have, it seems like there's so many opinions now that come in. When I was a kid, my teacher, I didn't know my teacher's political viewpoints. One thing I always, uh, it was interesting when I went to college. Uh, I, I assume most teachers, most professors were, you know, left leaning and, and honestly, most were, but there was one teacher, my political science teacher. And it was during the election of uh, Carrie and Bush. And she said at the, at the beginning of the semester, she said, uh, I'm not telling you guys my political affiliations. If you want to know at the end of the semester, I, I'll tell you, but I want to teach this class without you guys knowing. And it was interesting because it was political science. And I've always respected that teacher for that. And it was a game for me to try to, in her discussion, I was trying to figure her out. I was like, wait, is she leaning right? Is she leaning left? What's her, who, oh man. So finally at the end of the semester, we handed in our tests and I asked her, Dr. Jones, I remember, Dr. Jones, like uh Indiana Jones. I said, uh, I got to ask, I think you've done a great job of kind of not letting us know where you stand on things. I I said, are you voting for Bush or Kerry? And she goes, well, I don't like either of those guys. I'm voting for Ralph Nader probably, or I think that's what it was. So I was like, okay, you're a third party candidate type of person. Uh, But it was so interesting because I swear guys throughout, throughout the, the, the semester, there were days I thought she was a Republican. There were days I thought she was a Democrat. I'm like, and I appreciated that so much. And, and, you know, I think we see our friends' political posts, our family members' political posts. Do you guys remember a time where, you know, you just, you be friends with people and different backgrounds and everything. I, one game I always played, uh, not a lot, but like you hang out with friends or you like, you get to know people, you kind of be like, I wonder where this person kind of stands in the big picture. Are they moderate? Are they lean right, lean left? I don't care. I have friends from all backgrounds, from all opinions, which is great. But it was always some people, they don't know how to just carry themselves without their opinions politically, like spilling out. And now with social media, it's like you, you almost have to, you have to, uh, you know, hate Trump or, or love Obama, like, or, or whatever, flip those if you need to. Like you have to do those things. You can't just be a guy. You can't just be, hey, one of the guys. And I know that some of us get pushed around with some of the other opinions and we're just like, we can't take it anymore. It's like, okay, I got to tell you how I feel. All right. But man, so many times you're having a beer with some buddies. You don't really, do you really care who they vote for? Do you really care? Like maybe you're like, oh, I can't believe you voted for that guy. But, but are you really friends with guys because of who they vote for? Because of what bond they voted on? What prop in the election, they, they, how they voted? Is that what makes or breaks friends for you? I am friends with people that love Trump. They, they see him as he can do no wrong. And I'm friends with people that absolutely hate him. That he, he can do no right in their eyes. 
And I just don't understand. I think with social media, we, it's like forcing people now to pick sides, pick a team, pick a team where as before you never really did that. One thing I appreciate about my new job at FedEx is, is that I don't know where people stand because I'm not on social media with them. I can assume I overhear things. I don't know if somebody's religious or non-religious. There's casual conversations you have with people about sports, about whatever. And it's somewhat refreshing. There's people I like at work. There's people I don't like at work. And it has nothing to do with like their political opinions. Because I don't know their political opinions, nor do I really care. Oh, you voted for Biden. Oh, okay. Whatever. Like what? If I was in politics, if I was a member of a campaign or something, yeah, I'd probably care, but I, but I don't, I vote for who I vote for. I root for who I root for as far as teams go and stuff like, yeah, there's some policies I have that some beliefs I have that I am passionate about and don't expect others to believe the same. So anyway, I, this whole thing is, has really put me in a, in a different mood, a different place, and I'm ready to unplug. I want to do this podcast. I love doing it. It gets a little time consuming, but if I do end up taking a break from the pod, from social media, I hope you guys understand that I do, I need, I'm not, I don't, I'm not much of like a fisher. I don't go fishing. I don't understand the whole concept of sitting there and and like looking at a lake and anyway, but I feel like that's kind of something I need right now. I need like, there's too much noise around me. You know, the the final days of the Trump presidency, Biden taking over, like uh, the, the Senate, the house, all these things. And I'm just like, I'm not happy about some of the things going on. And I'm worried a little bit about what America is going to look like in a few years. And I'm also worried about what it looks like now with people that I allegedly agree with doing things I disagree with. I expect that from people I disagree with, but when you see it with, with people that allegedly again are like-minded, it's like, wait a minute, there's gotta be more common ground here. But, but, but I'll say this finally about the media, this whole call for unity, this whole, you know, you, you, the, the media has been the most destructive force in the country for a long time. They've pushed this division over Donald Trump for a long time. And you just look at the coverage, how, how much it changes. And it's usually, I'll guarantee you this, the next Republican president, it's going to be the same thing. They'll call him a racist. They'll say his, his followers, his, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the same song and dance. You know, they all thought George Bush was the biggest racist and uh, warmonger and all these horror, you know, all these things. And, oh, uh, well, he was a warmonger. He did that. It's like, there's always something to complain about with Republican presidents, but not so much Democrat, uh, Democrat presidents. So I think both sides, that's another thing I heard. Well, both sides were in the wrong. Yeah, they were. But, but for how long have, has the left side of things been called out? You know what? If, if, if (laughs) one group of people does something 30 times and one group of people does something one time, 
again, I'll say it uh, the 14th time. Uh, it's, it's wrong. Wrong is wrong. Wrong is not right. But let's call wrong wrong 100% of the time, not 50% of the time or 80% of the time. Let's be consistent. That's all I ask. Let's be consistent. You don't have to be happy who's president. I don't, I don't expect that from anybody. Usually half the country is uh, happy and the other half is not. But for God's sake, I mean, what is, what is going on? I, I need to unplug. I got to unplug. I got to move to Wyoming or Montana. And I know you can't just escape all the world's problems, but man, I'm ready for some just peace, peace and quiet. Listen to my podcast, read some books. Watch, watch some football games, just anything. So I, I am very close to being done with social media, at least taking a break from it because I look, I, I see it and I'm like, most of the time I go on there, I end up upset. I end up disappointed. That's weird. Yet you keep going back to it. I think there is an addiction, an addiction, the entire country, not just me. And the social media bias that I see from the people who run that, that's a whole nother thing. They are inconsistent with the things they police, their policies. I don't know what the alternative is. I don't know where we're going to be at in a few years or, or even a few months. The calendar has changed. The year has changed. I was excited about it. But one thing that has not is the craziness guys thank you for joining me and listening to this edition of get home safe